welcome back. It is our November episode because now we're so infrequent, it's become a monthly thing. I'm so with sorry. Sari. <laughs> How are you doing today, Anna? I am doing eh. Yeah, well, you're you're under the weather. And... Yeah, it's the time of the year that everybody gets sick, and I am proud of saying that I barely get sick, and you know that that's true. Oh, you've got that third world immune system. <laughs> I do, but I've been here for four years now. And you're I've becoming been... American. I hate it. I don't like it. I want it to go, oh to go away. You know, I was just thinking the other day, I was thinking, um, why is it that people get so sick in the wintertime? And I think it's three things. Mm. Number one, I think it gets so cold that people's bodies are just spending so much energy keeping them warm mm. that it's energy diverted away from their immune system. Mm -hmm. And then two, and I think this is a really big one, they're indoors more and there's less light. Yes. So they're not getting as much vitamin D from the sun, right. which is so important to our immune system. And that's yeah. more of a recent thing that people are talking about. Like vitamin D is really important. Right. I heard it the most during COVID you mm -hmm. know, because everyone's inside. Yeah. You know, and then number three. I think people are less active mm -hmm. because of how dark it gets. You know, normally yes. it gets dark at like 9 p.m., oh, 8 p.m. Now it's getting dark at 5 or 4.45. It's four, yeah, it's 4.40, I think. It's That's unbelievable. The, the sun sets. Our bodies are telling us like, oh, it's time to go to bed now. Yeah. You know, and, and I start like winding down at yes. 5. You know, so I'm becoming less active. Yeah. So you're less active. You're getting not as much vitamin D. Your body's just trying to keep you warm. Yeah. And you just get sick. Yeah. So, you know, I've been taking care of two kids that have been sick for a week. And then finally, it's catching up to me. I was like, you know, at the end of last week, I got this. I did not get sick. I feel great. And then I got there Monday and there's still coughing on my face. I was like, oh, no. You know. <laughs> so today's Wednesday. I was like, yeah, I don't feel so well. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... to pay the price eventually. But hey, you know, at least that updates your immune system. And yeah. You get you get more resilient if you will yeah i mean unless you know that like unless it's it hit me like a train truck i keep doing everything that i have to do yeah I keep that's true in. that's yeah. true you normally just keep going yeah. you know all right what what is happening well i'm not sick and that might be because <laughs> i've been taking all of these ice bath cold plunges yes thanks yes, wim hof <laughs> i'm obsessed with that guy he's so funny and he's so charismatic and he's mm. so foreign and i just want to believe everything he says he is very impressive like whatever if it if it's true or not the things that he does to keep him healthy He's a very impressive person. Yeah, well, he just, he has a really interesting story. And mm -hmm. he's so into what he does. This yeah. guy, Wim Hof, and he takes these incredible feats of, uh, I don't know what you even call them. He's broken several world records for the most time submerged in ice and, <laughs> you know, doing all of these crazy stunts like going up Mount Everest without a shirt on and things like that. Like he just does these insane things. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the benefits of cold exposure, not mm -hmm. like prolonged cold exposure. Right. But basically the whole idea is if you're able to create um, a safe voluntary stressor for your mm -hmm. body in this in the form of temperature, mm -hmm. um, like jumping into an ice bath for a couple minutes. Right. You know, and then getting off and everything's fine and then warming up again. Right. That causes your immune system to have to act almost the way that when you pick up a weight off of the floor you know your muscles are now stressed right. and then they build stronger right you know and, and the whole idea is that's activating your uh, vascular system mm -hmm. your blood vessels have to start pumping to keep mm -hmm. yourself warm and it's almost like a hard reset on your body yeah it, and it does feel like it like 
I don't, I started doing it with you and I don't do every day like you do. Like I take pauses, <laughs> but when I do it, I did not know all the things that you know about it because you saw all the people that actually do research on this stuff. You watched all of them. You read everything that it's out there about uh, go therapy. I didn't, I just hear it from you and I started doing it. And my, the, the thing that I noticed about myself is every time that I get out, I feel a lot better in like my, my, just my body and my mood. And I feel like I can do a lot more than I could before. So I get out of the ice bath. I go like, do I go to the gym? Let's go to the gym. And then I go to the gym and I work out with more weights and I can do more. I can run for longer. I, it takes me a long time to feel tired. I feel like I can conquer a lot more that day. That's a, that's a really big deal. And that's something most people who do it talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if there are zero, and I mean zero health benefits, like it just doesn't do a single thing. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that it's a difficult thing to do that isn't harming you. Yeah. It's something that creates this mental fortitude that allows me to do more difficult things throughout the day easier. And it's voluntary. It's voluntary. That is the biggest thing that you are putting yourself in that situation. Because if you go through something difficult and you survive, but it's something difficult that if you would have a choice, it's like, oh, no, like, no, no, no. That just traumatizes you. You hope that never happens again. But if you put yourself in a position like I'm going to do this difficult thing because I want to prove that I can do something difficult... Then after that, you believe that you can do other difficult things. It's one of those things where the hardest thing you do in a day is the hardest thing you do in a day. Right. And most people, myself included, I go throughout my little white collar life Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I woke up, you know, (laughs) I take a shower, Mm -hmm. I log onto my laptop at home, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just like I'm drinking water and I'm just going throughout the day and I'm like, okay. I'm not doing anything very difficult right. the entire day. The most difficult thing for me is like asking you, hey, do you want to go to the gym? Yeah. And then going to the gym. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty much the most. Or if there's like um, a house project and just getting it started yeah. might be difficult. Or, or or saying, hey, do you want to film a podcast like mm-hmm. we're doing now? Those little things, which are like not difficult at all. Let's be honest. That's not a big deal, you know, in the scope of life. Yeah. Those are the most difficult things for me. So yeah. it becomes something that I procrastinate on. Yeah. It becomes something that I avoid because that slightly difficult task is the most difficult thing that I do. Yeah, it builds a barrier in your brain. Barriers. Yeah. You know, so we avoid the most difficult thing. And then if something actually difficult happens, it's devastating, you yeah. know. And so if you're able to do something consciously like this, mm-hmm. like taking an ice bath, which sucks, let's be honest. I hate it. Every Mostly time. Now. Oh, yeah, because it's getting cold. Yeah. So it, I'm already cold. Yes. And then oh, I my get, gosh. It's the worst. It's horrible. Let's be honest. It sucks. But, but then you go in. Well, before we would go in and the hardest thing is to go in. Yeah. It's the first 10 seconds. Yeah. But once you're past that 10 seconds, it's significantly easier yeah after a minute you're like i could be in here for five minutes you yeah know? well lately i haven't been feeling like that because it's so cold that i shiver that's the difference which just started happening it didn't happen before but now i shiver inside and it if sucks. you're already cold yeah it it's almost i would say it's almost not advisable to even mm-hmm. do that you should warm up first <laughs> you know have an internal warmth but anyway i digress i i've been happy with it I've actually been able to stick with it for several weeks now and I want to keep going and I want to make it to 100 days. I know. So anyway, that's the ice bats and I'm convinced that's why I'm not sick. But we'll see. Who knows? I might get sick today. I am very impressed. 
I am very impressed because usually when I start getting sick, you immediately get sick. It's not long <laughs> before I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. But we're trying to do a lot of things that are healthier. Yes. You know, like we're trying to eat less carbs in general. Yeah. You know, cut back on refined sugar. Yeah. Uh, despite what the sugar industry wants us to think yeah. about it. Um, we're trying to cut back on seed oils. Yes. Which is a brand new thing to mm -hmm. me. I think it's been something that people that have been in like the health world and who are health nuts have known for a while. Yeah. But I'm I view myself as a mainstream hoe. Like <laughs> I I figure things out later and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this, guys. But like people have known about this for a while. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard about seed oils was from my dad. Mm -hmm. He's really into health stuff. He reads all the books and all the blogs, and he has been talking to, about seed oils for years now, a mm -hmm. couple years at least, saying that. These seed oils are highly processed and they heat them up so they're shelf stable and they're highly inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And then inflammation leads to dozens of other illnesses that we get, mm -hmm. you know, and like coronary heart disease, you know, these uh, eye issues mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, that, that sounds bad. And then it's just in the back of my mind. Right. And the more I look into it, the more I'm like, it's everywhere. It's in Literally everything. everything. You can't go to, I go to the grocery store now and I am aware of it because you, you know, brought this into my life and I was like, oh, this is actually very bad. So I started actively looking for things that had no seed oils. It's almost impossible. Almost impossible. Like, I'm serious. Like, Jamie, look this up real quick. <laughs> seed oils list. Check this out. So you got canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, grapeseed oil, even rapeseed oil, which I didn't know was a thing and it sounds weird, but we're going to continue. It sounds really weird. Soybean yeah. oil, cottonseed oil, corn oil, basically all the oils yeah. except for olive oil. That's a really good one and yeah. you should try to find a good one and yeah. eat at least two to three tablespoons a day. But seed oils are really bad yeah. and more and more people are coming out saying that and it's unbelievably difficult to find something without seed oils in well, it. Well, they just started doing um, avocado oil as well True. because yeah. um, avocado yeah. oil is neutral so you can use it for baking because most baking that takes oil, it's going to be soybean or canola oil or any vegetable oil. So, And, and olive oil, you can't really use it for baking because it has a taste. So if I bake a muffin with olive oil, I'm going to taste the olive oil and it's going to be disgusting. Wow. So people are using uh, avocado oil, but this is so new that they just did. Um, I don't know who did this, like some company did. You know, when they test the products out to see if they actually what they are. Yeah. Most of the avocado oils out there are already rancid when they're selling it. Wow. So it's so new that people are trying to be healthy, but the product that they're selling is not really what they say they that, That's is. the problem yeah. is that when you get something that's more natural in its natural state, it doesn't last as long. Yeah. And that's why it's not like you have these evil companies that are like, how, yeah. can I, <laughs> how can I make Americans suffer? Yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's like, it's these engineers, food scientists, like, I met a food scientist that works for Hershey. Mm -hmm. And one of these food scientists is basically like, all they study are these ingredients they put into it and they're given criteria from the consumer, mm -hmm. from the customers that are talking to the salespeople or talking to marketing, talking to engineers. And they basically say, we need a product that lasts three months minimum yeah. because yeah. by the time it gets through the supply chains, it's in the shelves. Right. It's sitting there an average of 45 to 80 days mm -hmm. and it has to last that long. Yeah. And then it also is going to sit in the customer's yeah. you know, refrigerator for X amount of days. Right. And if it spoils before the person eats it, that's a bad experience. Yeah. They won't buy it again. Yes. And so 
so they're thinking, how in the world do I keep this product shelf stable right. for that long? Right. And you have to heat things up so much that it, you kill all the bacteria. Yeah. And to do that, you're killing all the good bacteria too. Yeah. So we're eating all these things that are cleansed of bacteria. Mm -hmm. And what we're finding now is the microbiome in our gut, basically the human bacteria that we are composed of, we're half bacteria which is mm -hmm. weird to think about we are half human <laughs> cells like just normal eye cells ear cells you know skin cells and then we're half bacteria mm -hmm. it's wild yeah like so you're talking to me but i'm also half bacteria josh <laughs> so if you don't treat your bacteria well and you mm -hmm. give yourself a lot of bad bacteria mm -hmm everything suffers your mm -hmm. immune system suffers right. your vascular system suffers your right. eyesight so everything suffers your brain health right and then when you give yourself good bacteria like probiotics prebiotics you get kimchi right you know, kombucha kefir or kefir. how do you say kefir Ky i say kefir i'm gonna say kefir i don't it's know what kefir. the right thing is yeah. but you know these types of uh, sources of good bacteria then you have a really good microbiome and then things go well right but these are i feel like all of these things are just emerging out of the woodworks on these different articles that i'm reading yeah. and these different scientific communities and different um research agencies for these universities are starting to slowly connect these dots being like right. microbiome is important probiotics are important these long shelf life products are hurting mm. those things seed oils are bad for you i mean isn't that like the people that have a uh, crohn's disease which mm. is really really isn't bad isn't that like a genetic disorder yeah it's um i think i don't know how it works but basically all the foods harm you wow and it's because you have an i don't know if it's because but there's something to do with the, an imbalance on your gut so I really? yeah one of the I do you know I make bone broth because bone broth is um, supposed to be not only only rich in collagen but it's supposed to help your uh, gut. Oh, so here it is. You're right. Crohn's disease is a type of inflammatory bowel disease. Yep, it is caused by swelling of tissue in your digestive tract. No way. You're it's right. really bad. I met someone with Crohn's disease. Really, they went vegan because they just were, out of necessity they had to they they would be in the hospital almost every month oh my god and avoiding all the things that are like oh this is bad this is bad this is bad so you can eat five things yeah and those five things start affecting you but one of the women that i saw uh who cooks bone broth and i was trying to find the perfect recipe she said like yeah my my doctor just put me on this diet that I have to drink six cups of bone broth every day wow. because of her Crohn's disease. It's amazing that a that a doctor is prescribing bone broth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I, it, you know, who knows? It might be a holistic doctor because usually the doctors that actually prescribe that kind of thing are the doctors that are willing to be like, okay, right, medicating you is not really gonna cure you. We need to find you know a way to balance your body again it's amazing so that that's that? becoming more of a thing like it's always been i a love thing. it it's always been a thing where you have the crunchy granola moms who've yeah. always been doing that they had the echinacea when you were a kid and they put it into <laughs> your milk and stuff and you know now we're finding out oh echinacea it's like it's actually a good probiotic but like back in the day people got made fun of for that right. and then you have oh trust the science and these doctors but then you're like oh well, we've had 50 years of over prescribing opioids and all these antibiotics right. and we're like okay that wasn't good and then right. you try to reel back and it's like you're constantly, I view science and society and the medical industry 
as this clown car that's going down. It's just barreling down the street mm. and there's two guardrails. Mm. And it's like you hit one guardrail and you're like, okay, we tried that. Now you bounce and you go the other way. You do the opposite mm. and you overcorrect and you hit the other guardrail mm-hmm. and you're just bouncing back and forth. Right. But, but you're um, going down and you're still making progress. Right. But you're sustaining so much damage to your car. Right. And I'm like, that's science. And that's like society. It's like, we're doing all these crazy things yeah. and we're like, okay, that's bad. That's not right. good. Right. It's like, you know, we're, everyone has a phone now everyone it's impossible not to Mm -hmm. like there's some people who are renegades and they're like okay i'm gonna have my flip phone and i'm gonna disconnect you know very rare and then you have all these kids that are glued to their ipads and their cell phones and then they're looking at all these crazy beauty standards and we have we have astronomically high rates of depression and anxiety and suicide and this is the clown car heading in that direction we're hitting the guardrail Mm -hmm. right now as a society and we're gonna bounce off and we're gonna have concerned parents being like yeah i don't like this all our kids are are sick and upset and sad and they need counseling and this wasn't the way i was when i grew up right and then they 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 ricochet and they go on the other side (laughs) yeah let's live in the woods now there's there's so so many pages they're getting bigger and bigger doing like homestead right now you just go and you get self-sustainable because you don't trust the food anymore that's the thing it's the clown car ricocheting off and you're like why are all these people trying to grow their own food it's like well because they've been seeing how horrible the processed food industry has become yeah and it's not a product of evil it's just a product of the clown car jumping off the different types i'll keep going back to the clown car (laughs) that's how i view life i just view it as an an absolutely derailed clown car right you know and i'm just watching it yeah you know i'm not a crazy conspiracy theorist i just think people run by incentives yeah and companies just run by profit and that's not inherently a bad thing no but you end up in these crazy places when you have companies that are actually directing politics through their dollars right and their investments yeah and this happens all the time we were just talking 50 years ago Mm -hmm. the the big sugar industry basically started lobbying scientists and they paid it wasn't even a lot of money it was like fifty thousand dollars they gave some scientists and the scientists started to say okay sugar isn't bad it's actually fat that's Mm -hmm, bad mm -hmm. and then for decades people thought that fat was the enemy and Mm -hmm. that it was the devil and people stopped putting butter on their bread Mm -hmm. and we figured out that's actually not true and sugar's way way worse yes you know and and it was basically just a couple of companies that were very powerful and gave some money to some scientists and people like oh trust the science and it's like well sometimes you can but you gotta you gotta understand that there's conflicts of interest that happen all the time and then you end up with this clown car situation yeah and that's where we are right now yeah so we say you know it's not don't trust uh experts like it's it's great there are people that dedicate their lives to learn something and research something to make that information available to us but that's not their only incentive you know they need money to research they need resources and those resources come from somewhere so Mm -hmm. for some people either bending the rules by saying something that is just dishonest and not true is worthy it is worth it if they get to keep researching that or sometimes they just they're not even being dishonest. They truly believe what they're saying, but they can't prove it. And they might be really, really wrong, but then they influence a whole generation. Right, they'll believe people. it. Yeah. But they're coming off as if it's gospel and they, truth. Exactly, because they put the seal of being an expert. Right. So don't trust blindly on people that have a degree and thousands of hours on something because they might not know what they're talking about or they might have other incentives they're not on your best interest you are the only person 
guaranteed to have your own best interest in mind. Right. So, you know, do your own research. Read everything there is to read about it. Try things, you know, and if it works for you, it works for you. If it feels good, it feels good. But there's other incentives because people are just people. So there are other incentives that these experts have in mind other than just giving you pure information. We like to think, this is like a final rant I'll go on, but like I feel like, and I and I and I suffer from this too. But like we like to think that we kind of have things figured out as mm-hmm. a society, and yeah. like humans are so quote unquote advanced. We have the internet now. Mm-hmm. We have cars and roads and antibiotics and all these things. And it's like I feel like we are barely getting there. Oh yeah, we have scratched the surface barely. Yeah. We when I I was looking at um planet Earth the mm-hmm. other day, and there was this there was this ape that had this stick, mm-hmm. and he was using the stick to get these ants out of this tree Mm -hmm. and it was one of the first examples that they've seen of animals using tools yeah and then what would happen is one monkey started to do it and then all the other ones started to do it because Mm -hmm. they would learn it they would see it you know monkey see monkey do Mm -hmm. and now all the apes are using sticks to get the ants out of the tree Mm -hmm. if they could talk and they had thought they would think they were so advanced. They're yeah. like, we are awesome. Like, we got <laughs> the stick thing figured out. Like, we get the ants that, that we can't reach before. Right. And they would think, like, how awesome are we? Yeah. And, like, that's us with the internet. That's yeah. us with antibiotics. We're like, we are the monkey with the stick. Yeah. And we think we're so good. And then there's something, if we could just see what we would be in 10,000 years, or even 100 years, we'd look back and be like, we're in Stone Ages. I mean, the other day we were uh, looking up, because so many people related um, in in my circle of um, um, relatives and friends have endometriosis. And we were looking it up, and we're like, oh, wow, one every 10 women in the U.S. has endometriosis. That many. What is it? And they explain like, oh, you know, this this tissue that starts growing outside your uterus instead of inside why and they say like we don't know no clue yeah so it's a problem that affects so many 10% people of women the 10 percent of the and nobody knows why it's just like it feels wrong it feels wrong to say that out loud oh yeah 10 percent of right. the people in the whole country have this and we don't know why no clue so this is our situation we should be humble enough to recognize that yes we figured a lot of things out but we, like you said, we just started. There's so many real problems in our lives that we have no idea how to solve. If there was a meteor mm-hmm. that was actually large, like mm-hmm. I'm talking large, coming through, and not even, not even like if you look at all the meteors in space floating around, there's asteroid belts, all the asteroids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you took just an average size one, if it hit the Earth, there's nothing we could do. Mm-hmm. You could throw a little nuke at it. It would be like a bug on a windshield. Mm-hmm. And it would just come in and it would destroy everything. And mm-hmm. we'd start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are just one asteroid away mm-hmm. from just resetting everything. Mm-hmm. And we forget that. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, but we got we got Twitter and TikTok. And I'm like, exactly. All we have is Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the most impressive thing is the internet and some interplanetary space travel to the moon. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Our mm-hmm. closest rock. Like, I was learning about, uh, have you ever looked into the pyramids? Yeah. Such a rabbit hole to go down. It, yes, it is. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, I know I, I, I know the opposite. I'm the opposite of an expert. Mm-hmm. And I know so little. But the little bit that I know blows my mind. It should. It's millions of stones. Yeah. And each of these stones are so many thousands and thousands of pounds. We have no clue how they even and move And they are them. built absolutely perfectly, too. They're so perfectly shaped that you can't fit a razor blade between them. 
we don't know how they made them the thing that is what freaks me out and that's what humbles me actually because we think we're so advanced but we can't think about how people from the past did something yeah and we are in the future and we have all the technology we can reverse engineer that thing and we can't figure out what how they did it there are so many stones that even if you did like six a day mm -hmm. it would take like how many thousands of years to do you know what I mean? This this is the the other day I was thinking about this actually. I was just like in the shower thinking about the pyramids for no reason. And I was just like, this makes me um more of a believer in you know everything that I believe that I can't prove. It actually improves my faith because the the main argument of people who don't believe in God or don't believe in anything supernatural or don't believe in anything that you can't really prove, it's not in front of you it's that you can't prove it. Like right. you have no idea how to explain this. Right. But you can't see, so that makes things difficult. But if I think about the pyramids, they are there. And I can also not explain it, but they're there, they exist. And everybody was like, yeah, that's a thing. It's right there. Literally I can see right it, there. but I cannot explain how they did it. But it's still real, even though I can't fit, you know, in my mind and I can't compre comprehend how they did it. So for me, that humbles me to say, I don't know everything there, there is to know. And I'm certainly not the biggest thing in the universe. Right. You know, I'm not the biggest person. I'm not the biggest being because I can't be. Because no. there's so many things that I can't explain and they're real. <laughs> there will always be more that we can't explain than what we can. Right. You know, we might be like, okay, we understand how they cut these things. And we mm -hmm. found these cave drawings and that described the schematics for this cutting machine or whatever. Yeah. You know, but then we, we, we dig deeper into the pyramid and we're like, okay, in the king's room, they mm -hmm. use these cornerstones mm. that were taken from a quarry 500 miles <laughs> right. away. Right. And you're like, okay, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. Right. I can't do this. Like, was it aliens? I want to believe it was aliens. <laughs> but like, you go back to the drawing board. This was thousands of years ago. Right. Some people think 5,000 years ago. So imagine they built something so huge that lasted 5,000 years. We have no clue how they did it. Right. So much advanced technology to mm -hmm. be able to get a stone perfectly cut out of a quarry 500 miles away yeah. and then placed inside of this elaborate structure of millions of stones right. very quickly yeah. <laughs> constructing this um, this behemoth of an engineering project right. 5,000 years ago. And then just a couple hundred years ago, mm. we didn't know basic medical science. Yes. We didn't have germ theory. Right. We didn't wash our hands before we did open heart surgery. Yeah. You know, George Washington, the first president, he died because he was bled to death yeah. by a physician. They thought, oh, you just put leeches on you. You take the bad blood out. That's what they thought. It's like crazy things. Like People didn't know. This yeah. was 300 years ago. And 5,000 years ago, we did the pyramid. So I think there was this huge drop off right. of information. Right. There was so much information. Yeah. And then it just poof, went away. Right. And then now we're just building things up again. And imagine where we went from George Washington's days mm -hmm. and the bleeding people because we didn't understand anything about medical science right. to where we are today yeah that was a couple hundred years yeah imagine what five thousand years would have been right. back when they had the pyramids yeah i mean i have no idea all i all i think about is it makes me very cautious about the things from now the things that science or quote unquote science, science. Uh, how do you say like the the brand mark you know oh it's the science yeah <laughs> Anytime you hear someone say the science, <laughs> the science TM, that should be that should be an immediate red flag. Yes. when people say, yes, "Oh, it's should. the science," it's like, <laughs> it's "Oh, the cult. really? It's uh, okay." <laughs> 
you but know yeah. every time that i hear something like the science established that this is you know the best thing for you this is okay or this is not okay i think like well let me just walk on eggshells on this because we don't know and like you say we don't know how we're gonna look in the future we don't know how the you know people from a thousand years from now is are gonna look at us and if they're gonna do something like we're doing right now it's like can you believe that those guys you know did this like right. took ice baths and and thought that that was healthy yeah, they had no idea we we don't know what we don't know right. and also a lot of things are niche so it might be that those people that built the pyramids they knew that thing and nobody else did because we didn't have twitter and tiktok right. there was no communication between so countries it's and... not like we just lost information it's just that some people in the world figure things out some specific things and they just die right and that's it and then unless you record that and you make you know a book out of it or you just tell someone else it's gonna die like all the languages they're dead and all the people that don't exist anymore and all these these arts that just right. disappeared they just die it's like what would have happened what would we be today as a human race if the library of alexandria hadn't burned right and all that knowledge lost that is one of the things that itch me we we in 20 in 2022 we'd probably be past the whole twitter phase I, we'd be like guys this is not a great way like, to if i had a genie like you know on the what we do in the shadows oh yeah if i had like the gin you to, had a genie get, for all your wishes yeah my my wish was like just give me you know a week inside that library just just to walk around and and open everything that you can it's yeah. like what what is it like how is even how is even here? Like, yeah. how did people do things? So wild. Yeah. It's so wild. But the, I guess the whole point, just to draw, just to just button, button this topic up a little bit, mm. I think what we're getting at is that I think it's important to remain skeptical. Yes. I don't say be a cynic because yeah. I view myself as an optimist, mm. but I say be skeptical with anyone or anything or any institution or any government or anything that tells you how to live your life a right. specific way. You can yeah. be like, okay, I take that information. You might even believe it. Right. But not all the way. And trust but verify. Like if someone's saying, oh, you should probably eat the paleo diet or right. the keto diet or, right. you know, you do the carnivore diet and that's the best diet. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everything in life depends. Yeah. <laughs> and everything in life you should question. Yes. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of in, in a safe, in a safe environment try everything once type yes. of thing yes you will. You know because eventually you might figure out okay the paleo diet didn't work for me and the keto yeah. the keto diet gave me gas and yeah. then the, you know but it was it was actually the carnivore diet that really made me feel good yeah you know and that might work with your microbiome and your biomap and everything about you and yeah. that's unique to you and yeah. you just have to figure that out yes and, you know you They'd be like, well, the science is saying that this is actually really bad. You'd be like, well, that's nice, but this is how I'm going to live my life. <laughs> yeah. You know? And maybe the science will catch up one day. Yeah. Just take your life seriously. You know, know that you are the only person that know you and have your best interest right. in mind. And other people just don't know who the heck you are. Well, yeah, good stuff. Thank you guys for watching. And uh, I'll see you in the next podcast. See ya. Bye.